You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 295. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, Alex. Three out of five is not bad, right? (laughs) Uh, The vein into the PlayStation ecosystem had to work, so he will not be here. But we do have the killer turned whore, Troy. What's the business? And unfortunately, we will not be bringing the awesome this week because I yield to no one is also not here. So you're gonna get a three man show. Three out of five. That's that's <laughs> now you get the is sixty passing? No, sixty's not passing in the American grading system, is it? No, we get no. a D. Well, it's still passing. Back, back in high, it's not average. Uh, no, well, no, typically in- C is where the cutoff is for passing. I think D is considered a failing grade in a lot of places. Really? Because back in yeah. my back in my high school, if you got a sixty nine or lower. You failed. Yeah. In my experience, uh, 70% is the, the minimum to pass. Well, then. Now, you, yeah. the more you know. We're a bunch of failures. <laughs> but at least we're the failures who showed up. Let's do as we do every week and give you our updated trophy count. I am level 32, total trophies of 7,888, and a plaque count of 71. Alex? See, I am level 28. I have 5,972 uh, total trophies, which is inching ever so close to that 6,000 mark. And I have 85 Platinums in 84 games. I earned a Platinum this week. Bobo. Yes, I know. What would you get the Platinum in? I got the Platinum in Bastion. Congratulations, sir. Well, thank you, sir. That also brings my completion percentage up to 82.47. I've completed 118 of my 191 games. That's pretty impressive. And how much hair did you pull out in the in the path to that plat? Uh, not really that much. Like I said uh, last week, I threw my controller a few times while playing one of the the arena battles, the who knows where segments. But uh, other than that, uh, not really. Like I, I lost my save file actually, so I had to replay Score Attack Mode a second time, which was like my fourth time playing through the game. But uh, it was all worth it because I got the platinum. Alright, I yield to no one is a level 24, total trophies of 4503 with a plaque count of 65. Mark is a level 27, total trophies of 6828 with a plaque count of 35. And Troy, what are you looking at? I am currently flipping over to the... (laughs) (laughs) I am currently level 19, 3000... 304 total trophies with 39 platinums. You could have just taken the audio clip of me saying that the last two weeks and just plugged it in right there. I haven't earned any trophies. Get back to play a PlayStation game. Ah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, actually, do, I, I mean, do we want to talk about it now? I've got a, a uh, couple polls up for what I start playing on my stream after uh, I'm done with Shadow Complex, which should be this week. And so far... Yeah, that's actually a nice... That's a nice segue into what what you're playing. So what are you playing? So yeah, um, I have been uh, playing Shadow Complex on my Twitch streams uh, this week, which is a 
Metroidvania game from Chair is the developer. Uh, I think it was published by Epic, or at least the remaster was public, published by Epic because I'm playing it on PC and the uh, the way you... Uh, I got it for free because when they first released the uh, remaster of Shadow Complex, if you downloaded the Epic Game Launcher, you got uh, Shadow Complex remaster for free. So that's how I got that and that's how I'm playing that. It is also still available on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One now. Uh, the original release of it was uh, was an Xbox 360 game. It was uh, one of the first summer of arcade games, and it was super successful, but I never got an opportunity to play it then because I didn't have an Xbox 360. Uh, it's a pretty decent game, though, Metroidvania style, so you're, you know, going through this huge map and, and uh, picking up power-ups and stuff along the way, and uh, there's things that you can't get to yet until you get certain power-ups, and you're kind of backtracking, and, and but the thing that I noticed about this game, which is pretty cool, and I haven't played a lot of Metroidvania, so I don't know if they're all like this, but they've done a pretty good job with the story, like giving you a reason to backtrack, not just, oh, I need to backtrack to go get this stuff, but like the story will crisscross the map in a way that that has you passing by uh, some of the areas that you couldn't get to earlier. So it's it, you're not going out of your way to go back and get all the power-ups and stuff that are hidden in areas that you couldn't get to previously, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's funny, though, because the main character, I think his name is Jason, and uh, but he's voiced by Nolan North. So, uh, like, the way the, the way the story goes is, like, this guy and his girlfriend are out, like, exploring this cave or whatever. Come to find out she gets captured because it's some crazy undercover base, and they're, you know, plotting this crazy plot or whatever, and you kind of stumble into it. So then you've got to go and rescue your girlfriend. So the whole time she keeps calling him Jason. I'm like, why are you calling him Jason? That's Nathan Drake. Because it's just like complete disconnect. He actually even kind of looks like Nathan Drake in a lot of ways, uh, the character does. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. I probably have maybe one or two more days of playing it on the Twitch stream before it's done. So uh, there's currently, and in, in probably by the time this... Uh, this episode airs it'll all be done but if if i were to end the poll right now i have a poll on the trophy horse facebook group and also a poll on twitter um if that were to end right now the game i would be playing next is catherine which is a ps3 game so then i would probably be earning a few trophies there so um if that ends the way it is or the way it's going which it's pretty heavily in catherine's favor right now the next game i will be playing will be a playstation game uh, from the playstation uh. 3 Something just occurred to me. Isn't there a lot of nudity in Catherine? Uh, I don't think there's, like, blatant nudity. I think there's a lot of, like, suggestive, like, you know, cleavage and stuff like that. But I don't know that there's a lot of nudity. Okay. It's definitely an adult-themed thing. But I don't I don't think there's... I haven't played it. Like, that's... the, the This whole concept is I'm going through and kind of finding ways to play a lot of the old games in my backlog. So uh, that's how I've kind of set this whole this whole Twitch stream up. So it's a game that I own. It's actually installed on my PS3, and I haven't gotten around to playing it. So I just added it to my poll, and it seems like that's the direction I'll be going. So my next game will be Catherine. I don't imagine. I don't think there's nudity, nudity, and as long as it's not banned by Twitch. I mean, there are a few games that are banned to be played from Twitch, like Honey Pop and stuff like that. But as long as it's not banned to be played on Twitch, then I will be playing that. That's what that's what I was getting at. I was like, I don't know if. Twitch is going to allow, but then I started thinking about it, like, I'm playing Assassin's Creed 2 on uh, Twitch, and, you know, there's nudity within the poster, or the, the patents, 
So yeah, I think it's it's more like Twitch has a set number of games like that are specifically banned. It's not as if it's like a blanket thing. Like if there's nudity, it can't be on there. But they just kind of on a case by case basis have, have banned certain games because of their uh, heavy reliance on nudity and, and sexual content and stuff. So I don't know if Catherine is banned. I'll look into it. But if nothing else changes that's what you i'll know, be playing i gotta say that right? there was there i think i don't know how many games there were in that poll i only saw three of them but homer and i homer gets dove voted for one game i can't remember what it was and i'm surprised that the vote was so lopsided for Catherine because the game that we voted for quite frankly i think is the far and away the best game oh it needs to be the answer yeah i know which one you're talking about yeah, yeah. banjo kazooie like, how do you not how one. do you pick Catherine above banjo kazooie that's yeah, funny. Yeah. And see, and, and on the Twitter poll right now, I've had four votes and three of those four are for Catherine and the one is for Halo. So it seems as though if Catherine's a no-go at this point, Halo may be the go-to, the default winner. Apparently there's no love for Banjo or Kazooie. Oh, there's plenty of love. <laughs> and see, that's another game that I haven't played. Well, not not a part according to our uh, fan base. <laughs> All right, Alex. What do you? Yeah, playing? I think it was uh, Alex. Alex. Uh, Homer's got Homer gets stuffed, and Ibrahim. Uh, I think are the ones who voted for. No, he, he voted for Halo. Never mind. I, I take that back. I think it might be just Alex. And can we give a special shout out to Ibrahim? He's been killing it in the in the Facebook group. Yeah, he's he's been super like active all over the place, like the Twitch streams and everything. He kind of he kind of found a. Found a community, which is cool. I really appreciate him, you know, t- taking up and, and being so active. Did you, did you see the picture he posted today with the the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation Pro, PlayStation 4? Oh, yeah, the Mega. Yeah, the Hyper Hyper like, yeah, Mega. Each one, each, it's basically because of the, the way the PlayStation is, it's got the layers. So, you know, you add the PlayStation is two layer, the PlayStation 4 is two layers, and then the PlayStation 4 Pro is three layers. So it just keeps adding layers and layers and layers and just, you know, changing the name of it. He, he also made the, the PlayStation 4, uh, the PlayStation buildings around the world. Oh, yeah, that one was pretty dope. They had the building that looked like the PlayStation 2, one that looked like the PlayStation 3, and then one that looks like the PlayStation 4. That's actually pretty dope. Yeah, my favorite picture by him is the one that's with the kid that says, uh, this kid uses a GTX 1080 to play Minecraft while I use an Intel HD graphics card to run GTA. Right. Uh, that kid had two 1080s in that picture, which is insane. Yeah. And all he's doing is playing Minecraft. That's That's insane. All right, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? Well, I, as I said, I got the Platinum Bastion, so I finished playing Bastion. I went back and played maybe a game or two of a game or two of WWE 2K17 online because I have three trophies to get, and they're all online trophies. Go, go figure. Grind it out, online trophies, which is insanely annoying. But did you cop that that uh, proven gamer championship belt that Smart Marks made? <laughs> Yeah, they uh, they created it. It's it's on the uh, Proven Gamer front page. Uh, was posted last night, but yeah, they they went and created a uh, Proven Gamer Championship belt. So it's got the Proven Gamer logo. Very on. nice. I will have to go download that because I'm assuming they uploaded that to. Um... Yeah, it's in the okay, community. Okay, yeah, so you thing. can you can yeah, download titles and superstars and arenas and stuff. So. Yeah, I don't know if the Proven Gamer arena is in the community. What what, what would the PG them. arena be? Just a big PG. As the entrance way? Uh, no, it's actually. Uh, it's, it's got actually the Proven Gamer good. logo around the apron and stuff. Oh. Go, uh, 
Yeah, they've got an apron set up that's proven gamer all around it and everything like that. It's pretty yeah, dope. You should, nice. They did a good you job. You should go watch uh, some of the some of the Smart Mark streams. Uh, they're streaming uh, some gameplay, and they uh, debuted the place the proven gamer arena on one of their streams. I think it was the last one they did. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll have to go check that out. Uh, aside from those two games, I have been playing Double Dragon Four. Uh, I am reviewing that game for Proven Gamer. I have most of my re- yeah, you most are. of my review written up. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely old school. It's very faithful to the series roots. So if you liked the original Double Dragon on in the arcade or on uh, the Nintendo Entertainment Nintendo Entertainment System, then you'll definitely like this at least for you know. Well, I will, I'll save the rest for my review, but uh, I'll just say that it's faithful to the series roots. So that should tell you really all that you need to know. All right, and uh, based on our conversation, are you going to be getting the Platinum in that I game? would like to, but I can't even beat that game once. <laughs> I get to level 9, and then I lose. Um, and there's not online co-op. There's huh. couch co-op, which is great, because that's the way a game like Double Dragon should be played. But I don't have anyone here to play with, so like I'm just trying to get through the game on my own. And to get the Platinum, apparently, Tricky said you have to beat the game with all 20 characters. And I'm struggling to beat the game with one. I've only tried twice, <laughs> but... I'll have to talk to Lucia, because Lucia was playing it the, the the day it came out, so I'll have to see how he's faring. But, I mean, it's just, there's no block button, so it's really hard because you're, it's a, one of those old school games that's really hard to be good at because the combat, like, isn't super precise, and it's kind of slow, and you're just surrounded by enemies, so it's just, it's it's kind of, it's it's a hard game to, to get to the end, too. So hopefully I can change that, because I'd like to get the Platinum, but it's not looking that great right now. All right, and uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2. Last night, I downloaded um, Jackbox Party Pack Volume 3 and was playing uh, Quiplash and uh, Trivia Birdie Party. Uh, I'm going to be playing that on stream a lot more. We had a lot of uh, active people playing it with us last night, and uh, we're definitely going to be playing that during our uh, 12-hour stream on the 18th when we give away the PlayStation VR. Uh, And that's all I've really been playing. Now, before we get into our topics, uh, Troy, I kind of stepped on your toes a little bit. And for that, I'm going to say sorry. And we're going to have to continue this conversation when all five of us are back together. But I made a poll in the Trophy Us podcast group. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it was question for after you listen to episode 294. Should the tricky rule apply to DCUO? And overwhelmingly, uh, the votes are 9 to 2. For no, the tricky rule should not apply to DCUO. So we may have to pull a council out for that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, it seems that if I called a council, it would probably end up going that way anyway. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I did see it, and I did see some of the uh, the reactions in it, and I'm almost inclined to agree with the people that. What was that? <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm almost inclined to agree with their, you know, judgment on that and that it's going to take you like 40 hours to re-earn that platinum on the PS4, so it almost seems yeah, like it JT should count. Was, just because of the JT was leading of time. that charge. He was the one. He, yes, he ba- as soon as you posted, he shot like a cannonball or a cannonball out of a cannon. Like <laughs> he was there with four comments defending Tricky and he was all about that playtime. Yeah. 
Well, uh, JT's comments actually were, if a platinum equals seven or higher difficulty or is 40-plus hours, you can get multi-platinums. The fair argument is blown right out of the water because logistically it's fair because you have the option to chump. Uh, I yield to no one. Uh, he says, then, if you have all the options, if if you all have this option, then you could all chump. If the option is there to counter, you're a chump. I chump of option. JT, you got to get better with your words here. Then it's fair. Stop. Being a scaredy cat and ideals, and honestly, it don't matter because in the end, the only questionable platinums are here's a modified PS3, pop 800 plats in 10 minutes. Uh, so tricky, fuck the rules. My argument just pissed them out. Platinums, any as many games, any, as many games, any games, everything is legit and whore's eyes. Uh, Kalai did put her two cents in saying DCUO plat should count if it's gonna take longer time to finish. Everyone else can get the twice as many plats in that time. And then I realized that JT actually voted that it, the tricky rule should apply. And I messaged him in a private message. I said, you argued against it, but you voted for it. And then he put, I voted the wrong way, that he misunderstood the question. So this old... He can't change his answer? No, no, he can change his answer. He did. Okay. Um, but the point being is that uh, this all only comes into apply once I get the DC will platinum. Um, yeah. But... It, it's looking good so, that I'm going to yeah, get I that mean, far, would, and then I'm going to say, and then I'm going to win my uh, my case. I'm inclined not because of the well. If you can chump, anybody can chump, so everybody can chump. But I think that the amount of time that you're going to invest in getting that platinum, I think it should probably count towards the contest for the year, even though you already have the PS3 version of that platinum, just because of the sheer amount of time that you're going to have to dedicate to it. Right. I mean, if I if if I if I just turned it on and I got the platinum, I would say no, th that doesn't count. But if I'm actually yeah. putting the work in, which has always been Yield's argument, is that if you're actually putting the work in to get the platinum in the in the same game on a different platform, then it should count. But for some reason, Yield decided to go against me with this one and institute the tricky. Well, rule. okay, I mean that. So, but that that perspective kind of goes out the window when you talk about a game like My Name Is Mayo because. You're still putting in the work, but that work is only like 10 minutes worth of work. So that kind of puts a damper on that argument for the, the sake of it. I think more it has to do with the amount of time. Like if, if you're spending 40 hours to re-earn a platinum, I think then that should count. But it's not necessarily just because you had to put in the work. Because like I said, if you look at My Name is Mayo, that extra work is literally An like hour. the amount of time it takes you to open up the app. You know, like, I mean, you're so, yeah. I, I but I am I am inclined to agree that since it will take you so much effort and time to re earn that platinum for the sake of this contest, I think it probably should count. Well let's let's put this into context. It will take longer to download DCEO than it would to get the platinum in IMAO. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so let's just put that let out me there. let me just say let me just uh, say this. If you put in the work, you should get the trophy. Like I mean we we constantly use the Telltale games, as good as they are, the Telltale games as examples of, of you know chumping because they're basically just give me platinums. You just put in you just put in some time and boom it's yours. There's no almost no effort into it at all. But with right. DCUO, like you've got to put a lot of effort into You're that. Putting... So it depends like on right. the amount of work that you had to put into it. Like if you if for some reason you vanquished platinum or you you uh, platinum vanquish before and then you and you for some reason wanted to do it again 
because you hated your hair and you wanted it to all turn gray and fall out or <laughs> rip it out of your head. You're trying to terminate your life would, prematurely. Yeah, raise your blood pressure by a few hundred points. Then you would um, have to. I think you should get that platinum, be able to get that platinum again, and have it count. Uh, so, Superfan Sid, actually, he and I were talking about Vanquish. I think it was on. It would have to have been on Facebook, but he had mentioned that he was trying to get through the the trials that uh, the challenges that the tactical challenges that Donnie and I got caught on when we were trying to platinum the game, um, and he mentioned that he couldn't get past the first one. And I had gotten to number six out of six, and I just couldn't get past the first or second wave. So they're hard as fuck. So you, if you put in the work, either through uh, – agreed with JT, put in the work either because of difficulty or because of time spent, and I think you should definitely get the the credit for that platinum again. Although why would you want to do DCUO yeah, I, again? Because that is a lot of time, and you've already proved that you can get the platinum in that. Well, the I only really started playing it. I okay, I, I explained this last week when you weren't here, but I'll explain it again real quick. Uh, when DCUO was released on the PS3, I went and got that platinum, and then when it came out for the PlayStation Four, uh, they basically said that you could just turn it on and you get the platinum. So I turned it on, not realizing that I couldn't get the platinum because once I got the platinum in the PS3 version. I deleted my four extra characters, so those were no longer on the server. So in order for me to get the Platinum on the PlayStation 4, I would have to go through and get to level 30 with four new characters, and I wasn't willing to do it at the time. Fast forward three years later, uh, one of our fans reached out and said that he wants to play DCUO, and I said, you know, I'll jump back in with you. So if I'm going to go back in and I'm going to be playing the game with him and he wants to get the Platinum for the first time, and I was like, well... Screw it. I'm going to get the platinum as well. That's why I'm playing it. It's not a it's and it's not a bad game because I like now I think there's 27 expansions that are out for it. So they've added a shitload of content. So there's lots of stuff for it to do. Yeah, I I think my DC I think my DC will platinum if you look at my PS3 version, uh when I platinum it, I had 100% of the trophies. Now with the platinum, I only have like 13% of the trophies. And Tricky is also, by doing this, is fulfilling the request to play with the community. Anybody in the community want to play DCUO, guess what? Tricky is down to play with you. Yes. I will definitely play some DCUO with you guys. All right, but with that being said, let's get into our topics. Our first topic is the PlayStation Plus games for February have been announced. Uh, if you're looking for PlayStation 4 games, you're going to be able to get Little Big Planet 3. Not a Hero, Star Wall, and Ninja Senki DX, and Torque L. For the PS3, you're going to get Star Hall, Anna Extended Edition, and for the Vita, you're going to get Ninja Senki DX and Torque L. The only game on here that I've I heard the, of is Little Big Planet 3. I was about to say well, the exact same thing. I said the only game I, I even know anything about I've is Little Big Star Planet Wall 3. Before. Because I believe it has to do something with a narwhal, which is a kind of aquatic uh, creature, correct? According to the article from IGN, Starwall is a competitive multiplayer jousting game featuring neon narwhals in space, while Anna Extended is a 2013 psychological horror game set in an Italian mountain range. 
Uh, Ninja Senki DX is tributes, uh, well, tribute to NES 8-bit action platformers by Torque L is a Japanese indie platformer that takes a unique approach to movement. So I was right about I was right about, I was right, right about Star Wall. Yes, you were right about the Narwhals. Uh, since we don't know really anything about that, let's move on to our next topic, which is PlayStation 4 is getting a firmware update to 4.50. Uh, there's actually a typo in the article here. We're going to have to fix that because uh, I don't know what an up you paid is. I know what an update is. Um, today, uh, PlayStation 4 beta program members gained access to some new features that will be, will be released in the 4.5 system software update. Here is a list of some of the features that will be coming with the new update. Uh, external uh, hard drive support. Up until now, the best way to expand the amount of storage in the PlayStation 4 was to replace the internal hard drive. With the new software update, gamers will be able to use external storage to give them even more space. The PlayStation 4 will support USB 3.0 hardware uh, hard drive for external export up to 8 gigs all content is to be saved on the external drive will show up on the home screen like any other application that sounds to me like you could actually put your games on there too and they would run just fine yeah uh, I mean that's how like if you wanted to expand the storage on the Wii U or the Xbox One that's the only way you could do it is by plugging an external hard drive and it just works the same like it's just an expanded storage uh, um yeah. Uh, the next thing is custom wallpapers, along with purch purchasable and free wallpapers. Users will now be able to use screenshots as their backgrounds. Gamers will also be able to do some minor editing as well to keep things clearly visible on the home screen. Uh, you're going to be getting a refresh to the quick menu. Improvements have been made to the PlayStation 4 quick menu. The menu will now take up less of the screen and include the ability to create, join, and invite friends to parties. That's the thing when you hold down the PlayStation button for a few seconds and you get, the, like, the power options and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, on the, the left-hand side of the screen. Yeah. yeah. And cool. uh, also, you're going to get in streamlined notifications. The notification menu will be streamlined into one simple list as opposed to the different sections in the previous versions of the system software. Sony has not announced the launch date, but said it will be most likely be coming in the next few weeks. All right. I mean, of all that stuff, the only thing that really interests, that not even interests me, it seems to be the big deal that everyone is talking about is the external storage, which is fine. Um, but the fact that the PlayStation 4 has been the only system that you can actually swap the internal hard drive of, it seems like to me like it's not as big of a deal as everyone's making it out to be. I mean, I have a two terabyte hard drive in my PlayStation 4. Basically, what I did was... Um, I came across a little bit of money, so I ordered two external two terabyte hard drives, uh, one of which I uh, have on my Xbox One. So I have 2.5 terabytes with the, the 500 gigabyte internal. Um, but then also uh, I broke open one of the external drives to pull the, the hard drive, the raw hard drive out of that and just installed it in my PS4. So, I mean, I guess it's cool, but also... I mean, you can swap the internal hard drive anyway, so I don't see how it makes that big of a difference. I mean, I guess if I fill up my two terabytes, I can go get an eight gigabyte or an eight terabyte external and have 10 terabytes of storage for my PlayStation. But I I don't see, I mean, personally, I'm so far away from filling up the two terabyte hard drive that I, it, 
it's cool. I mean, it's cool that you can do it, but it just seems like it's less important for the PlayStation than it would be for like the Xbox or the like the Wii that doesn't allow you to swap your internal you know, also, storage. Also, like I understand that not everyone has PlayStation Plus, so not everyone can necessarily enjoy this feature. But to me, cloud saves are the best part. Even better. Well, I do like free games. Free games might be the best. But cloud saving to me is infinitely better than an external hard drive because I feel safer with that than on an external hard drive. Like I trust – for some reason I trust Sony servers more than I trust my own little hard drive, which could lose all the data. Like, So, yeah, uh, that's actually a good point because whenever I put in the 2 terabyte hard drive into my PlayStation 4, I took the 500 gig hard drive that was in my PlayStation 4 and stuck it in one of my PS3s uh, that still had the stock like 120 gigabyte hard drive in it. Um, And within like a month or two of that hard drive being in that PlayStation, that hard drive failed. And I ended up having to put the original 120 gig back into uh, the PlayStation 3. So, I mean, hard drives are hard drives. They they will fail, you know, and you never know when it's going to happen. All right, also included in the update, which was not a part of the original story, um, Sony's fourth firmware update for the PlayStation 4 also reportedly includes a boost mode for PlayStation 4 Pro, Pro, for PlayStation 4 Pro users, improving the performance of games that already don't have the features enhancements when played on a Pro. The new mode was discovered by beta testers and uh, according to the screenshot taken by PSN user Madden... I'm not even going to try to say your name, dude. Props to you. Uh, Boost mode provides improved gameplay, including higher frame rates, and for some games that were released before the introduction of the PlayStation 4 Pro 7000 series. It appears that the mode will not may not work with every game flawlessly as users are told to turn off the feature in the event there is a, quote, unexpected behavior during gameplay, end quote. According to the reports from those who have had hands-on time with Boost Mode, the new setting will only provide performance increase in games that don't have locked frame rates. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it, uh, I was trying to find a tweet on this. It, I don't know if Alex has something to say on the topic. Uh, well, no, I'll, I'll, not necessarily. I'll, okay. According, uh, IGN did reach out to uh, Sony and a PlayStation representative confirmed that the boost mode is a part of the PlayStation 4 software. And he says, quote, boost mode lets PlayStation 4 Pro run at a higher GPU and CPU clock speed for smoother gameplay on some PS4 games that were released before the launch of the Pro. Games that have a variable game rate may benefit from a higher frame rate load. A higher frame rate and load times may be shorter in some games, too. Yeah, so that's what I was looking for. There was a tweet that actually had a list of games and like what exactly, whether or not they saw a performance increase and what that performance increase was. I'm not finding it in a quick search, but yeah, I mean, that's basically what's happened is, is they're freeing up some of that extra horsepower and in games that like where the, the devs haven't gone back and like put in a PS4 Pro mode, which basically they haven't built in the the boosts to the, either the graphics or the frame rate or the performance or whatever. Uh, it seems like, that's just going to happen by default to certain games, you know, ones that haven't hit whatever their frame rate cap is or um, whatever, you know, the, the load speeds will be increased because that, that extra horsepower is there and it's just going to automatically kind of use it. It would be similar to like if, if you're upgrading like pieces like more memory in your PC or a better graphics card, you're automatically going to see upgrades in, in the ability to, you know, frame rate and stuff like that. So, 
All right, for our next topic of the day, I'm going to let Troy take the lead on this. Um, I'm not good at saying names, and I don't want to mess up this guy's name because he's very important. Troy, take it away. So, yeah, this is basically the the news of uh, the founder of Namco, uh, Masaya Nakamura. He died at 91 years old. He's basically the guy who you know created uh, Namco in 1955. Uh, the original uh, company name was Nakamura Manufacturing. Uh, they originally constructed children's rides for department stores and whatnot. Um, so yeah, he, he was 91 years old, passed away. I'm actually just scanning the article right now. Um, he remained at the company as an, with an honorary position when it merged with, uh, Bandai. So it became Namco Bandai. Um, then the company would later be renamed Bandai Namco. Um, he was awarded the order of the rising sun by the Japanese government in 2007 for his contributions to the industry. Uh, Nintendo of America released a statement via Twitter uh, saying, As a third-party partner, Namco has been a big part of Nintendo's history, thanks in large part to Masaya Nakamura. He changed gaming for the better. So yeah, I mean, it's always sad, and, and we're, we're reaching a level where uh, gaming in general has been around long enough that there are these people who were kind of instrumental in the early days that have you know passed away or are passing away. I mean, this, this gentleman, he, you know had a big a big impact on the gaming industry especially in its early days but i mean 91 years old is you know greater than the average life expectancy of a human being so while it's sad that he passed away you know like it, we're just it, it's more of a an homage to the fact that that gaming has now been around long enough that you can we, we will start seeing major people in in gaming's history that are going to end up passing away which is unfortunate but it's the circle of life. Yeah, he was also uh, the person that created Pac-Man, Dig Dug, and Pole Position games. So There we go. Didn't he, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I actually didn't see the movie, uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Didn't he even make a cameo in that movie? You mean Pixels? Uh, yeah, I think Pixels. Uh, I don't know. I think he made a cameo in that movie when they were getting attacked by the giant Pac-Man. I remember, you huh. know, yeah, I'm I remember sure something, about, I don't know if it was him, but I do remember someone... Um, like the he was like the father of Pac-Man, like because he talked about like Pac-Man as his son or something in the commercial. I never saw the movie, but I think he was featured in the commercial. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, did, I never saw the. movie. That's really interesting. Yeah, I've never seen the movie either. It was. It's also another thing. Um, uh, similar to that, I guess you know when you have this. Well, I mean, we all know of the ubiquitous um, Stan Lee. Uh, cameos in every marvel movie that's ever existed which is pretty dope and i mean as crazy as that is i mean stan lee's also getting up there in years and so it's not going to be too long before he can no longer make a live cameo in in the marvel movies which is unfortunate to think about um but you know like i said circle of life but in uh fast and furious 3 tokyo drift uh there's a cameo in there that unless you are familiar with the scene the the japanese drifting scene um there's one of the guys who's sitting on the pier when the the main character is learning how to drift in the little uh uh area of the the, the docks and uh he's He's kind of like making fun of the kid, you know, oh, like he's not very good at drifting. That guy is actually the Drift King, who is kind of really famous for being one of the guys who who basically started drifting in Japan. And uh, he's a huge, you know, figure in that. But unless you are familiar with that scene, like he's just some Japanese dude who's sitting there talking crap about the kid who can't drift. So it's it, it would be a similar thing to that. It's like unless you know who that person is, like it's really not going to make a lot of difference to you. Right. All right, we're gonna. You know, one of the, I want to comment on the Stan Lee thing. Stan Lee, 
of course, you know, as Troy said, he's got a cameo in every Marvel movie. It's weird, though, because I never actually think about that when I'm watching the movie, and it's not until I actually see him that it's like, oh, yeah, hey, Stan Lee, there's his cameo in the movie. I never actually am like, oh, my God, where's Stan Lee going to show up? Where is he? I Yeah, like yeah, I'm going to look out for it. I never think about it at all until he actually shows up. My favorite cameo is when he called, I think it was at the end of Avenger, or no, Captain America Civil War. When he shows up, the delivery guy goes, I got a package for Tony Stank. Yeah, and, and Rhodey, Rhodey's laughing at him, James Rhodes. He goes, you're never going to live that's, that Yeah, down. that's Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Our, that's on Netflix right now. Yes. Uh, also, my daughter just found out Finding Dory's on Netflix, Ooh, too. Ooh, yeah. Oh, boy. Ooh. I've I actually like never seen that, that, but I really enjoyed um, Finding Nemo. So, And I heard Finding Dory is good. Because, well, it's Pixar, and Pixar makes nice things. All right, so that is going to bring us to the end of the topics, but we do have a Sophie's Trophy. Alex, you have a continuation from last Uh, week? Yes, we do. So if you remember, and even earlier in this show, I talked about the difficulty of the Who Knows Where segments in Bastion. There are four, and in order to get – there are eight trophies tied to these. Uh, And in order to get both – all eight trophies, you have to – um, beat, survive all 20 or 30 waves of each se- of each arena battle with either five or 10 idols unlocked. If you just go ahead and do 10 I- or excuse me, 10 idols invoked, uh, idols basically make the challenges tougher. They make they basically make uh, enemies stronger, faster. They're basically buffs for enemies. So you have to win, survive the waves with all 10 uh, idols invoked. So. Um, these can be quite difficult, as you can imagine. Twenty or thirty waves of much stronger and faster enemies um, get get kind of difficult and frustrating. And one in particular, the thirty wave one, is when I threw my controller because it took me all night to beat it. But uh, so there's actually a, a to give you a little advantage. There's actually a good weapon combination to use during these. And I was actually looking for the trophies so I can give you the names of them um, as we go here. So let me get this straight. You you threw your controller in triumph. No 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 not no. It disgust? was in utter frustration of getting getting to a certain point and then <laughs> losing to the these crossbow wielding, shotgun wielding, ninja swordsmen, samurai enemies. Uh, so the the eight trophies are called "What's Out There," just like that. Lock yourself in calamity all around, a lasting peace, ashes in the sky, all in the mind, and about the author. And just to give you a, an idea of one of these descriptions. Uh, just like that, complete the kid's dream with all ten shrine idols invoked. Um, and then there's, like I said, the kid's one character, there's three other characters, so there's a, there's a total of four uh, dreams you got to complete. Uh, the, the best weapon combination to go for through these, um, especially if you're trying to go through score attack and get a certain amount of points, you got to get over a million points in score attack to get the trophy for that. And the best way, or you'll get the most points in these actual dream sequences. So the two weapons you want to have with you are the uh, Brusher's Pike, because it's if you power it up, it's actually really strong, and it's got range, and you can throw it, and it's quick, and the Galleon Mortar, which is almost kind of like this little cannon. Uh, there, there is a rocket launcher type enemy, but you want to go with the Galleon Mortar, um, because once you level it up, you can upgrade its uh, aiming speed, its reload speed, its blast radius, its power, its uh, critical hit chances. Uh, so you want to go with the Galleon Mortar and the Brusher's Pike, and those will make things a lot, a lot easier on you. Uh, make sure when you upgrade, you put the final upgrade on the Galleon Mortar, 
that um, you make sure you pick the one that says that you are immune to bomb damage because that means no matter how close an enemy is, you can shoot them with the galleon mortar and it won't hurt you. Uh, and the one thing to be said about upgrades for the weapons in Bastion is you can, you can, there's five different levels for each one and you can switch back and forth. So if you commit to one, if you buy one upgrade on, there's two on each level. If you buy one and then later decide you want to go back to another or you need another for a challenge, you can switch between the two. Um, different upgrades so essentially there's five tiers to an upgrade or excuse me a five tiers of upgrades to each weapon and each tier has two options you can only pick one option at a time but once you buy that tier you can switch back and forth between the two so again galleon mortar and the brushers pike make those trophies a lot easier and it's how i beat that all the uh the dream sequences with the idols invoked we are going to do our topic of the week and i i want to preface this um in our before we actually get started we don't talk about politics on these shows for you know obvious reasons we don't want to uh we don't want to get involved in those kind of conversations but something happened recently now that president trump has taken office and a lot of people are talking about this um I, I I just want to preface this. I mean, we we can talk about this without getting political. That, that's that's I mean, my I, point. Is like, I if anybody wants to leave a comment on this and whatnot, feel free. We I don't want the comments or this conversation to get into the politics of things. Just about how what we're about to talk about is going to affect us and the industry. Is that okay? Yep. Uh, this article is coming from nowloading.co. Uh, it is written by Marlon McDonald. Uh, okay, and the article goes... It's not a long article. Uh, it goes, a mere four days in, and it seems like it won't be the... It won't be only women, the young, the marginalized, and the elderly or the poor of America that could suffer from mm, the most anticipated reign of the United States, United States of America's 45th president, President Donald Trump. Now that America's video games industry could feel the pinch. Why? Trump is said to be readying a, a trade tariff which could send prices of gaming goods, amongst others, skyrocketing just a few sleeps from the U.S. step back from the TTP partnership. That's why. In a statement from a source close to Polygon, the trade tariff was revealed to essentially be a tax on goods and services not manufactured in North America. The move, which also once touted a 5% tariff, is supposedly met with to re reinvigorate the manufacture of goods within the country and create new jobs for American workers under Trump's America First campaign. As mentioned earlier in the post, the tariff could spell trouble for the Entertainment Software Association as it may have to formulate a plan to deal with a possible 10% hike on all imported gaming goods, which feels like another round in the chamber for the Nintendo Switch. In even more enlightening news, Trump may not go as far as through Congress to usher in his tariff as there are a few ways he can go about imposing his will his will, real swift and easy-like. First, Trump could uh, enact an executive action and get it installed for, for himself, or the White House could push through a tax reform, a proposition favored by Congress. So, yep. now, I read that article for what it was. I didn't. I, I don't want anybody to believe that's the way politically we feel or anything like that. I just read the article as what it is. Breaking down what it means. 
is Trump could push through a tariff which would force any goods coming from outside of the United States into the United States to be 10% more expensive. That means your games would go from being $60 to $66 if they were imported. The Nintendo Switch would go from being $300 to $330. But but realistically, all games would, I mean, even the Xbox, which is an American console, is made overseas. Correct. All of the games are probably printed and pressed overseas. So this wouldn't just be on Japanese games. This would be on pretty much everything right, right. other well, than like digital that, games. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like anything that's made outside of the United States crossing into the United States to be sold could be imposed with this 10% tax. Yep. Now, the conversation is going to go from there. How do you guys feel about this? I mean, I don't mind leading off, but I generally like to let you guys go first because I'm the host and I speak a lot. So I generally like to let you guys go first. I mean, so it is what it is. Like, but basically the concept, the the reasoning behind the tariff is to try and stimulate these companies to bring manufacturing into America. So rather than Microsoft having their Xbox ones built in China, the idea is to try and entice them to open a factory in America and build them here in the States. But I honestly don't believe that is what will happen because they will continue to take advantage of the cheaper labor overseas. And all they're going to do is just pass that 10% increase in cost to the consumer, which is us. So I don't believe that in any way any of these manufacturers are going to end up bringing their production to the United States in order to sell in the United States. I think Xboxes and all these, I mean, obviously the the Playstations and, and, and Nintendo consoles for sure are going to continue to be built overseas because they're not even domestic companies. So really the only domestic company that's even in play is really, I mean, you're looking at maybe some of the devs with their, their discs and also... Um, the the microsoft with their with their console but the thing that is that i see that is once again as a company they're going to continue to take advantage of the lower cost of labor being building overseas they're going to continue to import their products and then when their products get imported and they have that 10 percent tariff added on to them they're just going to pass that on to consumers so it doesn't affect their bottom line at all um even if and and actually uh, so there would be a chance that like say a dev like EA decided to have their discs pressed here in the States. Maybe there's a factory that presses Blu-ray discs. So they're able to have their discs pressed here. They're going to go with the, they're not going to pass those savings of having the disc pressed domestically onto the consumer. They're going to hike up the price of their discs to that $66. So even though they're taking, you know, and they're the Americans are making the product and they're not taking in that 10% extra cost they're still going to sell their game at the level that the market sells their game which is now 66 dollars. so they're going to be making more profit but it i don't see that they're actually producing jobs here in the states because they're probably only going to take advantage if there's already a company in the states that they can partner with that presses these discs already so i don't see that having a huge boon on american workers and or it's only going to make more profit for the company because the savings that they're going to get, they're just going to sell at the market value at 66 bucks. 
Well, so well, I, I mean, let's, and, let's and, be correct about something here, so, though, because I, like, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, re, I was rereading the article just to uh, make sure I have all my facts straight, and I was half listening to you. Uh, let's be straight about something. What would actually happen is, um, just when we throw a name out there, let's say Nintendo. They're gonna. They're, they want to sell the Nintendo Switch over here in the United States. So Nintendo is selling it for three hundred dollars. What would happen is the United States government is telling Nintendo, "You want to bring your product in here? We're charging you ten percent." So now the Nintendo, instead of being three hundred dollars, is now three hundred and thirty dollars because the consumer is going to pay that extra thirty dollars. So Nintendo is still going to make yeah, the same amount of money. That they were yep. going to, but just ultimately the Americans are going to pay more for that product because I think, as you pointed out, the company is not going to take that loss. They're going to pass it on to the consumer. Yeah, and they're also not going to probably, I mean, I don't see any scenario where they're like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and build a factory in America to build these things so that we'll help whatever. Like, Because, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And, and what I was going to say before... Uh, this tariff is not like pointed at the video game industry. It's not pointed at any particular industry. This is anything that's made outside of the United States that's brought in is going to get this tariff. So like things like it's probably more in line with like automobiles. Like they're trying to convince auto manufacturers to make more cars here in the States rather than having them built overseas. And really, I think that the main target is American companies who are shipping their jobs overseas for production. And like I said, the video game industry is probably not going to change. Like this isn't going to change the way the video game industry works. They're going to continue to use the factories that they're using overseas. They're going to continue to import them. And we're just going to end up paying that extra 10% as consumers. But the idea that behind this is not to get video game manufacturers to start building Xboxes in America. The idea is to get Ford to stop having their cars built in Mexico Correct. or having them built in other countries. So like the, the aspect that we're discussing this uh, about the video game industry, that's not the focus of the tariff. Um, so in a way it's like, it, we're talking about something that, that has a bigger implication and, and bigger hypothetical impact on the American economy than the video game industry. But this is just written from the perspective of people who consume video games and, the vast, vast majority of video game products, be it hardware, software, is produced overseas and imported into America, even if it's by an American company like Microsoft, who's ostensibly selling an American product, but that product's not made in America. And and But it's that way with most things. That's, that's the idea behind this. Um, so yeah, I mean, coming at it from that perspective, it's like whether or not the tariff is going to work for its ultimate goal of bringing more jobs to America and convincing some of these companies who have larger items that, that I mean, a 10% tariff on, on a $40,000 automobile is a hell of a lot more than $30 on a PlayStation or a Nintendo switch or six bucks on, on a Blu-ray that has a video game pressed to it. Like it, there's bigger implications here than the video game industry, but this article is just how it's going to affect us as gamers. Alex, you've been kind of quiet. Well, I wanted to let Troy say his piece and all his piece. Good. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, all respect to Troy. You know, I, I agree with what Troy said. It was very well thought out and very intelligent. So fantastic response. I kind of wanted to just say ditto and let let you go. Let it go to you, Tricky. Uh, I, I think that this is not going to change. Like Troy, I don't think this is going to change the way that game makers 
do their business. Um, 10%, $6 on each game is not a ton of money. It's not a lot of money, and most gamers, considering how much they'll pay for collector's editions and special editions, probably will be um, not glad to, but will begrudgingly pay the extra $6 to buy the newest game or whatever they want. I, I think... Oh, what if we're talking about collector's editions, like if you take like the Titanfall collector's edition, which is 25 or 250 bucks, that's an extra 25 bucks onto that collector's edition. So it'd be 275 for the collector's edition of Titanfall versus... Because, I mean, it's 10% of whatever the cost is. A $60 game will be 6 bucks, but if you're talking about a collector's edition that costs 200 bucks, now you're, you're adding 20 bucks onto the cost of that collector's I, edition. I think that in the end, these tariffs, you know, I, I, we don't want to comment too much on policy because we don't want to, you know, politics is very divisive, especially now after this election. But I think that, you know, with everything like taxing, putting extra tariffs on goods from Mexico and... Um, the talk of these video game tariffs, like, I think in the end this is only going to hurt the American consumer because these companies are not going to change the way they're going to do things. It's just going to make things more expensive for us. See, the, the, the only way this tariff would actually work with the way that I think Trump is intending it to work is if there was some kind of rule or law that stated that those companies could not pass that tariff off to the consumer because uh, i think we've all pointed out the the point of the tariff is to get these companies to manufacture this stuff in the united states to create more jobs to bring more revenue into the united states and whatnot and that aspect right there i will say that i agree with the more jobs in america the more we can put people to work that's better for everyone and that's not a political statement that's just a common sense statement but as common sense tells you, a company is not going to take a loss unless they have to. They're going to push it off to whoever they can. And unfortunately, with automobiles and, you know, hardware and software and all this other stuff, it's all going to be passed on to the consumer. And that right there, I think, is what's ultimately going to go into cause the biggest outrage within this whole tariff situation is because you have to you have to properly plan it and if it's not properly planned and it's just okay we're going to give everybody 10% well it, as some if i was if i was charging for this podcast which i'm not i'm never going to just just like all of a just like facebook says, it's free and always will be right <laughs> um if if i was if somebody told me well now we're going to charge you tw- uh 10% to distribute your podcast. Like, I'm going to turn around and go, well, fuck, it's always been free, but if I had to charge for it, let's say I was charging a dollar for it, a dollar an episode. I'm not going to turn around and say, okay, well, I'm going to up the price to a dollar ten because that wouldn't be fair to the listener. But on the same token, why should I be forced to take that 10% or that 10 cent loss every episode? You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to balance it out right. And unfortunately, the tariff was put was thought about and was put in for good intentions but it's much like everything's going on it's bad execution the problem the problem is is that we're it this is doesn't seem that well thought through we're just it's it's almost like we're america and we're going to strong arm you and we're going to make you do what we want to do because we're america it is not good i mean it's basically end up going to 
hurt either these companies or consumers or both. And it's it's like you said, it's poor implementation. Like I, yeah, I I, I think I mean, that you getting more jobs in America is obviously a good thing, but at the same time. This move risks pissing off consumers and businesses and game developer or game makers, and it's just. See, I'll I'll put it this way: with a with a company like Sony, who is based out of Japan, to put that tariff on a company like that, I think is essentially wrong because they're creating. It's not like they were creating PlayStations in America and then decided to move to Japan. For cheaper labor, I what this tariff yeah. was put in place was companies like the audio industry with Ford and uh, uh, for, uh, Chevy. I, I was trying <laughs> to think of the the Dodge. Thank you. I couldn't I, for some reason I couldn't think of Dodge. Like all those companies that have the factories in Detroit, and they all left Detroit, and now Detroit is essentially going bankrupt. Or is well, bankrupt. that's been that's like decades long attrition there. It, right, I mean, like that was the seventies when the auto industry pulled out. Right, like that was a long fucking think, time I'd, ago. It's kind of been a a steady decline. Yeah. But the point is, is that the tariff was put. I, I think Trump decided to put the tariff in place to try to get those auto companies to come back to the United States to manufacture their cars. That's good intentions. Yeah, because like I said, a ten percent tariff on a forty thousand dollar automobile is like an extra four grand on the cost of the automobile. So there's less of a chance of a consumer just being okay eating a four thousand dollar increase in the cost versus like a six dollar increase on a video game. Like I mean, video games are a luxury product anyway. If you can afford a sixty dollar game, you're probably going to be able to afford a sixty six dollar game, especially if it's a game that you're you're been anticipating. Like there may be you may decide to buy one less game a year because well maybe it's not worth the 66 bucks to you but i mean that's that's a value proposition that you have to make on your own but yeah i mean the concept behind this is to try and bring back jobs like i mean if you think of like the carrier air conditioning thing and and stuff like that like these are all high value products that when they're brought back over like i said a forty thousand dollar car adding ten percent to that's another four grand that's that's not chump change you know if you're at if you're caught if a car that Today costs you forty thousand dollars, but tomorrow that's going to cost you forty four thousand dollars because you know of this tariff. That's that's going to be a heavy hit to your pocketbook, and that's the the concept that they're trying to. But unfortunately, it's a blanket tariff on any goods that are imported. So all these smaller goods that these manufacturers aren't going to change their way. I mean, Microsoft is an American company, but they're not going to stop having the Xbox One built in in China and brought back into the states just because it's not practical for them to build, spend the capital to build a factory in America to have Xbox Ones built domestically. Like, we're just going to eat that 10% as consumers. I, I, I agree with 100%. Like, like I said, it's, 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 it's a good... It's a good idea, bad, and I, not even bad, but horrible execution with this. It, it needs to be more flushed out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Like, there's, I mean, international trade in general is kind of a big thing. Like, in the 80s, the tariffs and the, the quotas were put on, like, Japanese cars because they were wanting to stimulate people to buy American cars. Um, this was, I guess, probably before they started to heavily ship their manufacturing overseas. So, like, they would put a quota on, like, Toyota. They're like, well, you can only bring in... 5,000 Corollas this year. I mean, that's probably a low number, right. but just as an example, uh, you know, 
to try and stimulate the to keep the number of domestic cars offered higher than the number of of foreign cars and especially in that day and age and and arguably to to this day the japanese cars and the european cars were considered of a higher quality higher standard i mean toyota honda those are names that are kind of synonymous with a quality automobile uh, and they always have been Um, so it was one of those things where american consumers were wanting to buy these japanese products but they were trying to stimulate domestic sales and domestic jobs so they would put a quota on the number of toyotas that could be imported um in order that's actually how a lot of the cars like the uh um i can't remember the name of it now uh well you got like the eagle talon was was a mitsubishi eclipse that was rebadged as an eagle talon built domestically i was actually kind of going with the uh chevy i can't remember what the hell they called it is a it's toyota corolla so it was a Toyota Corolla that was built in the United States in a Chevy plant, and it has Chevy. I mean, it's it's it mechanically it is a, a Toyota Corolla, but it's badged as Chevy, and it was built domestically. That partnership between Toyota and Chevy allowed Toyota to build more cars in America and kind of get their their foot in the door. Uh, being able to sell cars in America, which now, I mean, if you look at it statistically, more Toyotas and Hondas and Nissans are built in the United States than Fords, Chevys, Dodges. So these foreign companies have actually made investments in America and have created American jobs, whereas the domestic manufacturers have shipped those jobs overseas to have their cars built in Mexico and and wherever else. Um, So it's it's similar, but not the same as as it was. And the thing is with this blanket tariff, yeah, there's going to be a lot of products that Americans are just going to be paying more for because it's a blanket tariff. It, it, it applies to everything that's brought into this country. Um, it, it may or may not, the policy may or may not have the ultimate the concept that they were trying to hit. Like, I don't know. Time will tell whether or not Ford stops building cars in Mexico and starts building them in the United States. Only time will tell. But what is absolute is products are going to start costing more for Americans period all right i i think we kind of said all our piece on this so let's go ahead and close out the show but guys we have an email yes and also uh you're gonna have to read it (laughs) i'm gonna have to read it uh we had we have gotten quizzed by our resident homer who sent us in another quiz now uh, as per my instructions on uh, last time, uh, the answers were not sent with the actual quiz. They were sent to me individually. So I'm actually trying to pull up the answers right now. Yeah, so Homer's got duffed. He actually sent me a message on Facebook saying apologizing for sending you the answers because he had listened to last week's episode after he had sent the quiz. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were doing the emails from now. And I was like, it's cool. We'll let Tricky run this quiz. Um, but yeah, so... He, he realized after he had sent it, he's like, oh, man, Troy's in charge of emails now. I should have sent it to him, and he apologized to me. But I was like, nah, it's all good. We'll let Tricky run the quiz. Well, No big deal. Well, with the quizzes, I think it's just it's only fair that I do the quizzes just because of the fact that, you know, if, if everybody reads the email and sees the answers, then boom. Uh, but he yeah. says, you, did, you guys did such a great job with the first quiz, so here's the second one as promised. And to show you how much I care about the show, I'm recycling this one that I sent to Game Twerp podcast a few years ago. Now, I have the answers, um, and I'm going to tell you straight out from the start, there's not one of these that I would have gotten right. (laughs) 
Good times. I haven't actually, I opened it, but I didn't actually look at the questions in any depth. So okay. this will all be definitely. Yes, and you're going to have to bear with me because some of these words I'm going to have some problems with with the answers. Uh, question number one. Are you ready, Alex? I am always ready for a Homer gets duffed quiz. Are you ready, Troy? Yep. You know, we ought, we ought to say whenever one. we start one of these quizzes, let's get duffed. <laughs> uh, the super mushrooms in Mario Brothers series were based off a real fungi whose effects can be make users feel as though they're growing in size. This effect was also referenced in Alice in Wonderland. What is the name of this mushroom? A. The Chantator- Chanterelle mushroom. There you go. Chanterelle. B. The Shiitake mushroom. B. C. Parasol mushroom. Or D, the fly amanita, amanita, amanita mushroom, amanita, amanita mushroom. All right. I say D. So, Alex says D. So, I have nothing to go on other than I know it's not shiitake mushroom because people eat those quite often, and I've never actually heard of any of these other ones. Uh, however, just to be a little different than. Uh, Alex, I'm going to go with the chanterelle mushroom, which is A. Alex is correct. It is D. Ah. Question number two. The announcer in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, all, and also the voices of Crazy Hand and Master Hand, is Pat Cashman. His voice is e- also easily recognizable as the announcer of what famous educational program? A. Wishbone. Bill. Bill Nye the Science Guy. C. Bill. Bill Nye. The where <laughs> in the world is Carmen San Diego, or D. Beekman's world? Huh. I'm gonna go with C on this one. I it could. I guess it could just as easily. I don't remember an announcer for Bill Nye. I'm sure there was one other than Bill Nye. Uh, I know where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Wait, no. Uh, now the more I think about it, uh, the more I'm thinking that's actually probably wrong too. I don't remember. I know there was the. The lady who was the the commissioner or whatever. Uh, I like the fact that Troy I'm gonna is, stick out, with it. Is, is is talking this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Sorry, what were the options? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Blah blah blah. What? Wish Wishbone, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And Beacon. I will say Bill Nye the Science Guy. And you would be correct. Boom. God damn it. Where you at, Homer? Man. He's two for two. Question number three. Nintendo has always had some trouble selling the ultra-cute Kirby to masses in America. Apparently, many of the young boys in its core audience reject the cute pink puffball, which is their loss because Kirby is actually a pretty good character. But Nintendo would have had an even tougher time selling him abroad under his original name, which was A. Tingle. B, Romeo Puff Puff, C, Huff Puffington, or D, Tinkle Popo. <sighs> Tinkle Popo is a one of those stupid uh, things. The ah, uh, isn't it? Those that stupid kids show. I can't even remember the name of it now. I'm gonna Alex, say you C. answer first. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to go with. Let's see. Huff Puffington. And the correct answer is D, Tinkle Popo. Oh, I, 
Isn't Tinkle Popo one of those stupid? You mean the I don't even remember the name of the show. The little you're thinking of the tinky, Teletubbies. Tink, you're thinking of isn't that a Teletubby? And like Poe, I think is one of them too. Okay, why the see fuck that do threw I, me why off. The fuck do I, I know thought this? that was the red herring for sure. I never actually watched an episode <laughs> of, of Teletubbies, but somehow I know the names of two of them. So. I am statistic like there's four questions in this. I cannot win this quiz, but I'm gonna try and get on the board at least. Alright. Question number four. This video game series was so popular in Japan that when new titles were released, they were only allowed to do so over the weekends because midweek launches would see thousands of students skipping classes and adults calling off work. Easy. Which which series is it? A Dragon Quest, B Final Fantasy, C Pokemon. Or D, Metal Gear Solid. I, I'm i going to answer first this time. It's I'm Dragon gonna Quest. I'm going to say C, Pokemon. And Troy's got on the board. Right. Yes. The answer is yeah, Dragon I knew Dragon Quest. Quest. I think Dragon Quest and Monster Hunter are the two games that I've heard that are of this level in Japan. So since Monster Hunter wasn't on the list, I, I went with Dragon Quest. All right. And to round out there's no other questions but he did give us a interesting factoid he says did you know that Mega Man's Dr. Light and Dr. Wily's full names are Dr. Thomas Light and Dr. Albert Wiley based off the scientists Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein Einstein developed the formula that led to the creation of the atomic bomb which many theorize as why Japanese game developers chose him and his likeliness as the villain hmm interesting Sure, I could go for that. Alrighty, so uh, that is going to bring us to the end of the show, but we do have some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, you can check out the daily streams. We now have streams seven days a week on twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer. Now, uh, notice about Twitch right now. Uh, right now, I am currently working on a new uh, award system for twitch uh everything is going to be the same everything that you guys know so far is exactly the same uh some point in the future we're going to be switching over the perk system to a new perk system uh you're going to keep all the perks that you had originally and they're going to transfer over to the new system so in the upcoming weeks as you guys see uh us playing on twitch there are going to be some commands that are you're going to see us testing out in the the chat some of them are going to work. Some of them are not going to work, depending on your perk system. Because depending on what perk system the command is trying to trigger, you may or may not have perks in that system. Uh, but most important, everything that you guys know already is going to be exactly the same. Everything leading up to the PlayStation VR giveaway is exactly the same. Nothing is changing with that. This system will not be implemented until after, at least after the, the big giveaway. Uh, also being said, uh, as I'm looking at our Twitch page right now, we did the giveaway at when we hit a thousand followers. Uh, currently, as I'm looking at Twitch right now, uh, Troy, you want to take a guess at how many followers we have now? 
Last time I saw and paid attention, it was at 2,119, I believe. But I'm guessing it's above that Yes, now. we are currently at 2,178. Ooh, sweet. So from the point we hit 1,000, we set up this giveaway. We have gained over 1,100, almost 1,200 new followers. That is Hex, yeah. fucking unbelievable. So awesome. thank you, everybody, for getting involved in the twitch uh chats and get involved with the twitch page um i i I think we even gotten uh we got a close to uh, there was some point i think we got raided by 4chan in which we gained uh 983 followers in like 10 minutes it was it was insane so whether they stick around or not i don't know but that's insane yep uh I'm going back to the agenda. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First is our phone number. Alex, what's the phone number? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-I don't know what numbers those are. 776-8369. How, how do you guys not know the number by this Because point? I never read the number, I, so why would I remember it? No, but you hear it. I don't even remember my phone number. Why in the hell am I going to remember the proven game? Because number? this number is said every single week. But the proven nine parts, do you know why it, why it shortens to 330 proven nine? So it's easier to remember. So that if I'm going to call this number, I can go find whatever numbers correspond to proven, and I don't have to remember the random ass numbers of 776 8369. Yeah, do you know Jenny's number? Well, yeah, because that was a popular ass song. If you find a way to turn this phone number into a song, maybe I'll remember it. <laughs> you can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proving Game. You can contact the show at Trophy Horse. Contact me at Tricky Mick. You can contact Alex at Saundersaurus Rex. You can contact Yield at I Yield to No One. You can contact Mark at D underscore Ion Vane. And you can contact Troy at Anti Social Gamer. Again, that's Anti Social Gamer without the I. Red Troy. Boom. I think you should just change your name to that. Retro. Yeah. Actually, I even changed it on my Twitter account. It's just back to Troy.Starrett. Uh, with that being said, I think I got everything. Oh, how could I forget? Homer knows it, but Troy, why don't you tell us how the people can send us an email? Ah, yes, please send in any emails you have. We just had some pretty awesome discussions today, and I know you guys have opinions. Please keep them respectful, but we do like to hear your opinions on things. And you can send those to trophyhors at provengamer.com. That is trophyhors at provengamer.com. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcasts, PG Spoilers, Remember the Loot, The Smart Marks. All the podcasts can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, and tune in. Also, uh, Remember the Loot and Trophy Horse are both now on iHeartRadio. Some uh, interesting announcements uh, coming up for iHeartRadio, how you're going to be able to hear the show live, and how you're going to be able to interact with us as we do a live show over the app. So... Stay tuned to that as I work out all the details for that. Maybe, just maybe, we're going to do that for episode 300. Sweet. But I got to work out all the details. I got to figure out all the technical things behind that. Sounds to me like you got five weeks to work it out. Yes. Actually, six weeks. But 
we'll get into that in a future episode. Uh, if you also want to interact with us in the PlayStation 4 communities, there's a community for Proven Gamer called Proven Gamer. There's a uh, community for Trophy Horse called the T-Dubs Brothel because Shuhei will not let us say whores on the PlayStation Network. By the way, I got called out for uh, saying it that way, and I'm going to just tell the person that called me out for it, go suck an egg. Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that person's a, a, remember, a member of Remember the Loot. No. Uh, that member, it, it, he 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 seems to think he's kind of funny. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I I I love you, dude. Just say that out there. Love you in a in, in a brother way. Uh, also, Yield has a PlayStation Four community um, called the Platinum Guild. When you get a new platinum, you are to go post it in there. Alex, did you post your new Platinum in there? I actually did not. I have not posted one of my new Platinums at all this year. I think the last Platinum I actually posted was, well, is either Lego Batman 3 or Helldivers. So that was last year. Here's the, here's, here's the thing. Right. Like, I haven't been super proud of the Platinums I've got recently. Like, I put in the work to get them done, but it... You're not proud of Bastion? No, no, I am of Bastion. Bastion is the first one I'm proud of this year because, I mean, the Deadly Tower Monsters was pretty easy. Uh, Stories, the Path of Destinies was easy and tedious and grinding, and I didn't have fun with it. And, you know, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, I I like it a lot. It's a a fun game. I recommend it to everyone, but, like, I I believe it was Yield said, I just get to points in that game where I'm stuck and I have to get help from a guide. So I feel like using that as a crutch kind of in some way, makes my Platinum not as well-earned as it might have been if I went the way of Braid when I basically got through Braid without looking at any of the an- any of the answers, solutions. So, Alright, we're going to close out the show because uh, that is the end of the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Who who do I go to first? Is one of you guys is getting two of these. Uh, let's change it up. Uh, or maybe you could do one. No, I can't do one. I'm the host. I talk too much already. Uh, Alex, tell us about Extra Life. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to change it up. All right, so last year, Extra well, Life. Well, hold on. Hold, wait, wait, hold on a second. Both of you do Extra Life, so there's really no way I could go with this switching up with this okay. one. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll start it out, and then I'll throw it to Troy. Last year, Extra Life raised over $9 million dollars. million for Children's Miracle Network hospitals around the world. You want a piece of that action? You want to help out sick kids? Troy, how can the listeners help some sick kids? Well, Alex, they can go down to www.extra-life.org and they can join Extra Life. You sign up, costs you nothing to sign up. You pick your hospital and you go off and you make some some fundraising efforts. Uh, There's many different ways you could do that. Uh, I've done, I've sold candy bars in, in past experiences. The idea behind it, though, is that you go off, you get pledges. People pledge, you know, a dollar an hour for your 25-hour marathon. So they give you 25 bucks, and you go off, and then you play video games for charity. It's usually the day that the to- the clocks roll back, which is sometime in November. So you got plenty of time to do that, plenty of time to, to get uh, pledges. 
Um, you can definitely also join a team. Uh, Proven Gamer actually has a team. I am on that team this year. So our team is going to do amazing, uh, big things for Team Proven Gamer. And you can join that team and become a part of it. And the best news about that is you can pick whatever hospital you play for. Uh, I'm personally playing for the UNM Children's Hospital in New Mexico, but I know that's not the same hospital that Tricky's playing for. So even though we are on the same team, we are not necessarily all raising money for the same hospital, but all of the funds that we go to go towards the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of our choice to help sick kids. And just want to repeat the website. The web address is extra-life.org. You need the hyphen, so don't forget the hyphen. All right. Tricky, back to you. Alex, tell us how they can go find me. Yes, we would like to get better equipment to produce a better show for you. Now that we're super professional, like and on iHeartRadio, we want to get better podcast equipment, uh, again, to make the show better, give you a better quality audio experience. And, uh, yeah, just we want to always improve the show, keep pushing, keep making it better, uh, keep growing, growing our community, Proven Gamer, Trophy Horrors, Remember Loot, whatever. So we need your all's help. Uh, we are asking for donations to help us buy new podcasting equipment. There are different tiers of prizes that you get based on the level of donation that you provide, the amount that you provide. And unfortunately, I do not remember these these tiers or these prizes, so Tricky, you might have to answer this. Because, I mean, these things have changed numerous times in the past, so what are the tiers at now? Uh, well, the tiers have been pretty much the same for the last six months. Uh, get <clears throat> shout-outs on the show. You can have a seat on the show. You could have Alex Platinum a good game for once. Um, <laughs> I think that's supposed to be tricky, Platinum. Yeah, a good hey, game yeah, for yeah I just Platinum. Tr- Tricky's not going to say I that. I just Platinum tricky. Bastion. Oh, good time. You want a medal? Yeah, I do. You want a trophy? I would that? like a trophy that I'm due He's... from the trophy war. He, oh. He's certainly in the running. Shots fired. Don't you have to say hashtag shots fired? Don't we don't we live in a Twitterverse where everything has to have a if hashtags bleed over to Instagram and to Facebook from Twitter, then you have to you have to say it. And you know what? Don't add it to a normal speak. Don't add it to your daily lexicon. Don't. I hashtag shots fired. I don't fired. Want to dislike you. Too late. Too late. It's already been done. Hashtag shots fired. Hashtag I hate that I brought it up. <laughs> hashtag I hate that you did bring it up hashtag go fund us hashtag, hashtag bringing it back around there's your segue tricky Mick hashtag Troy who we sponsored by Amazon so here's how this works you go to provengamer.com if you scroll down a little ways about halfway down the page on the right hand side of the screen there's going to be a little box that's amazon.com there's usually about four products there that Amazon thinks that you might be interested in buying. It may be something tailored to you. Did you go and look at the uh, the 55-gallon drub of lube recently? Because that might actually pop up in that box. I don't know. Uh, the odds are good that it's probably something gaming-related, but who knows. Uh, but you don't have to buy one of those products, but there's a little search bar underneath it. If you search for what you're actually looking for in that little search bar, it's going to take you to Amazon. It's going to take you to your 55-gallon drum of lube. Uh, and if you make that purchase based off of that search that you did off of Proven Gamer com proven gamer is going to get a little touch of the money off of the sale doesn't cost you anything extra but it definitely helps us out a lot gets us a little little piece of money to help us continue to make a great podcast for you so you get a little more comfortable you know intimate experience at home and we get to 
uh, continue to make free content for you. So, yeah, Amazon.com. All right, that is going to bring us to the end of our sponsors, but we do have some shout-outs. Alex, let's start with your shout-out, sir. So I would like to give a shout-out, as always, first and foremost to the listeners. Uh, Thank you all very much for supporting the show. We could not have gotten to this point without you. We are on iHeartRadio, and that is completely because of you. Uh, we, you know, obviously we work hard and we provide a, a, a we, we think a great, funny, and informative show for you every week. But without your all support, we really couldn't do, be where we are and do what we've done. And you know that goes beyond trophy horrors. It goes to proven gamer. Goes to remember the loot. So thank you all very much for your ever, your continuous and ever growing support. We appreciate appreciate you all very very much. I want to give a shout out to the two whores who are not here today. That would be Lucia, the Ion Vein, and I yield to no one who will not let us say his real name on the podcast. It's kind of like one of those things like, is he Batman? It's like you can't say his real – his real. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out, of course, to Troy and Tricky for hosting with me on this Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it's Super Bowl Sunday, which means I guess – Kick, nine kick minutes. Nine we got to wrap this up to go watch the Falcons. Hopefully, beat the Patriots. Absolutely. Yeah. Get get on fire, Julio Jones. Run to that end zone a thousand times. Because even though I lost in fantasy football, you're still on my team. Go get him. Did you have Julio Jones? I get him. No, I had Julio Jones and Mike Evans, which is why I'm furious I didn't fucking win. I thought I had Julio Jones. You most certainly did not. Okay. Uh, Troy, your shout-out, sir. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out also to the listeners of the podcast. Thank you all for listening every week. Uh, we love making the show for you. Hopefully you love listening to it. Uh, definitely shout-out to Homer Gets Duffed for his awesome email. Anybody who wants to send in an email and get a uh, get their email read and interacted with on the podcast, but also get a special shout-out during my shout-outs because I really appreciate emails, you can send those emails into trophyhors at provengamer.com. That is trophyhors at ProvenGamer.com. Want to give a shout-out to Tricky and Alex for showing up today to podcast with me. Always a pleasure. Shout-out to Mark and Yield for not showing up to podcast with me. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, shout-out to everybody who comes and hangs out in the Twitch streams. We're trying to do something big with Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash ProvenGamer, and uh, it's really heartening to see everybody come in and hang out and talk with us. Um, it... it it's cool to watch us and all, but it's definitely a lot more fun when people are interacting with, with us in the chat. Uh, really appreciate everybody who t- comes and hangs out with us. Uh, there's hopefully more content coming. Uh, you continue to watch it. We'll continue to make it. That's and it. And I want to give a shout-out to all the listeners. Give a shout-out to Sweet Mama D, who unfortunately was not with Daddy today uh, because Daddy had to work. Uh, also, a shout-out to the goddess who's sitting behind me who just uh, probably wants to smack me on a daily basis, but holds off for some reason. I've yet to figure out why. Uh, And a shout-out, like I said, to all the listeners, because without you guys, we would not exist, and we would not be doing the successes like getting on iHeartRadio that we have. So if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later.
The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs> 